Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Hey, welcome back. Another week of the Call Me... Uh, well, We Miss Marty podcast. Uh, I don't think we should say Call Me Marty. It's the We Miss Marty podcast. Obviously, We Miss Marty Cream. Um, and I'm with Laura, as always. Laura, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Not bad. I'm confused now. I, I wanted me, everyone to call me Marty, which I thought was strange. <laughs> I'll call but, you Marty. Yeah, I love the character. I'm not sure if I wanted to be called Marty. Like, I, I don't know. It's been a crazy day, but hey, we're going to shoulder through, and uh, we got this uh, going on. Well, uh, this week we watched The Crucible, and I don't know, Laura. I, I'm confused about this thing. I think Frazier's a smart guy. Maybe Frazier's a little bit of a gullible guy. But, I, again, TV show, we're writing comedies and everything else. I'm surprised Frazier fell for it, to be honest with you. Well, I'm not surprised he fell for it, but what surprised me is that neither his father, who used to be a police officer, nor him, you know, sought police assistance in this forgery <laughs> about, you know, going to the cops about the fact that this business sold him a fake painting and would do nothing to help him. Yeah. And you know what? I, I didn't catch this. Do you know how much he spent? I'm not even sure if they mentioned that during the show. I don't think so. At least huh. I don't remember it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I guess maybe that's not the most important thing. But, yeah, very strange. Like you said, you know, obviously, you know, Marty took care of some of that stuff, I'm sure, as a police guy. There really wasn't anything said. I don't know. Maybe I've watched too much of the TV show Pawn Stars lately. Where, you know, they'll say, hey, if we don't know, we're going to call an expert to see if this is real or not. And obviously, Pawn Stars weren't around when, you know, Frazier was being taped. But I don't know, what a good opportunity <laughs> to call a, call a friend or call an expert and knows what they're talking about. Well, you know, Frazier is. He knows everything. Yes. So I'm sure, I'm sure it looked like a real one to him. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. All right. Well, I got confused this week. I've been watching a couple episodes. And I, I, my head, for some reason, was buried in Call Me Irresponsible. What questions, uh, do you have any thoughts on uh, the crucible that we could talk about? Well, one of the things we we had talked about at the beginning, mm -hmm. uh, we first started doing this version of the podcast after we put Seinfeld aside. Um, it, this is a prime episode for the how does uh, Daphne not know that Niles has a thing for her. Yeah. She's yeah. In the kitchen and he sniffs her hair. I mean, what does he think? What does she think he's doing? 
you know? And he, and the way he looks at her and says, oh, I just, I love my wife. Oh, yes, I love my wife. Yes, very strange. <laughs> so, yeah, because I, I'm thinking, you know, you can tell me you're a woman. You, you guys talk a lot about that stuff. Women can pick up on stuff real quick, right? I would, I mean, you would pick up on that, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty close contact. Now, granted, the world's a little different today, you know? I mean, you got this week, you got the stuff about uh, New York Governor Cuomo and his issues with it. But um, I don't know, sniffing someone's hair is weird. Oh, yeah. And, you know, kind of close. And I don't know. I think he's proven herself to be a lot smarter than that. Like I said, um, like I said early on, that perhaps um, perhaps she has the Superman glasses on for when, when Niles is around and just doesn't recognize love. Well, yeah. And to your point, I, I really was surprised because. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one thing if, okay, let's say a guy stares at a girl. Let's say a guy's talking to a girl a lot at a workplace or something. You almost think, hey, maybe there's a crush going on there and everything else. But even though that might be slightly annoying, it's not unwelcome. I'm not calling Niles like a, a weirdo or whatever. But, I mean, can you imagine? Like, I'm thinking about the places we've worked together. Can you imagine somebody sniffing somebody's hair? I mean, unless the girl's like, whoa, this guy's great. I, I mean, it's a trip to HR. I mean, even back oh, yeah. in the 90s when we first worked together, you yeah. know? Yeah, it's a, it's kind of like a working environment there for her. You know? Yeah. Environment. So, but, I mean, how does she not know? You know? Oh, yeah. Perfect enough. Or, or especially just turning around and saying, hey, what's going on, you know? Why are you sniffing me like that? It's just a very strange behavior. Yeah. But yeah, and I think the show kind of plays up that, and you know, it, it almost gets a ridiculous mode because what was it like year six or seven when Daphne finally found out, and yeah, and it was pretty obvious when she found out. But you know, I, I think they asked her at that time, "How couldn't you not know?" You know, it was pretty. <laughs> everyone else in the world seemed to know. Yeah. Um, the other thing, again. Um, we, we dealt with it just a couple seconds ago about the lack of police, you know, in this episode. Um, I was, I, I mean, I, while I enjoyed no end Marty's um, setting Frazier up with the phone call to the police. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the way he just looks to the side and laughs, it, it almost looked like when he looked to the side and laughed, it almost looked like he um, was breaking character, you know? Yeah. I mean, just the way he was laughing. Um, but then, you know, he gets up the phone and he's like, you know, you're just going to have to deal with disappointment. What? From a police officer, you know? Yeah. Just, I don't know. That, I mean, his lessons are valuable, but that one was crap. No offense, Marty. Well, and, and I'm, I'm thinking, too, I mean, just thinking, again, we don't know exactly how much he spent over how much he made, but, man, if you lose money like that, I mean, I'll tell you a personal story. I had a misunderstanding with somebody on Facebook over an item I was trying to buy, 
And I can't figure out if there's, there's a language barrier or if the person's trying to scam me. So I lost 10 bucks. I mean, I get back. Now, I'll survive, but I've got this weird feeling in my stomach. Man, you know, you hate, you hate to lose money, especially when you think it's a scam or something unfair. And you're right. I mean, Mario's attitude is kind of flip, especially if, you know, I'm sure this painting cost Fraser more than 10 bucks. It was a, seemed like a pretty significant amount. Yeah. I mean, it had to be because, I mean, this woman is allegedly renowned. You know, she's a renowned painter and everybody knows who she is. And, you know, it's it just seems unusual. And also, if I, if I was her, you know, I would be accompanying him, going with him to the deal to that dealer and saying, mm-hmm. oh, why are you trying to pass off a bunch of crap as my art, you know? Especially since he claims that he knows her, you know? Well, and I'm sure the answer was he probably had no idea that he thought it was fake. But, you know, you're having this big party at your house. You're inviting her over and everything. Wouldn't you check that beforehand or something? Or, you know, maybe he should have checked with her as he was buying the painting. But even if he didn't take that step to do it, hey, invite her over 10 minutes before. Hey, can you check this out or something? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he... He was pretty new to Seattle at that point. I mean, this is only yeah. six. So he must have picked a terrible gallery. <laughs> yeah. Because um, the guy was, you know, he was a he was a loon, you know, with the trying to liquor him up with the crappy wine that he bought with his wife. Yeah. And, um, you know, and a liar, you know. So, I mean, Frazier's learning a little here. I mean, it looked like a nice gallery, you know, when you when it first went into that scene. But you just you deal with, you know, you deal with who. I don't know if he asked, like he would have asked people. I mean, I wouldn't even know how to begin to pick an art gallery to buy a painting. I I think Fraser was like kind of dipping the toe into the refined society and. Yeah, well, he was trying to figure out a way, and you know, like you say, he didn't make the wife's choice on what gallery to go to. And, and you, you know, it got a little ridiculous at the end. Like you were talking before, it was a funny scene where, you know, Fraser's asking his dad for help, and you know, they say, "Hey, call the stolen fine art department." And you know, Fraser's like talking, and he just seemed to hysterics. And you know, at first I thought, man, why would you react like that? But you know, hey, if you're upset enough. Hey, you're going to freak out, you know? I know when I can't find my wallet. I mean, I'm, I'm tearing up the house, and if my daughter bugs me, I'm like, hey, leave me alone. I got to get to my wallet, you know? So, yeah, I can understand how you get like that. I don't know. It, 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 it seems like, I mean, this is a place, this could be one of those places, like we used to talk in the Seinfeld podcast about the fact that this, this was done so many years ago that, I mean, there might be places where you can check to see if something really is a Paxton or, you know, a Monet or whatever. You know, that's pretty much the only artist I know. <laughs> um, but, you know, back then you were you were trusting some snobby art guy, art dealer guy, and it's true. Well, especially with the fakes, I, I have no idea. I mean... My, my brother is starting to invest in some sports cards, and he was trying to get me to invest. And I'm like, eh, I don't know if I want to do that again. 
But, you know, he's telling me about all these reprints that are out there and everything else. And, you know, part of the reason why I want to invest is I'm sure I'll get taken advantage of if I really try to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. And, well, and you know, in the show. We begin any of that stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just very, very difficult. I don't know. It may be kind of rough. Um, Rachel Rosenthal was a guest that played the um, artist. I, I never – was she on anything else? I know you do a good job of kind of no, I connecting up, people. Actually, and she's actually – she actually is an artist. That's I mean, that's – Oh, um, okay. But she did some – a few things I saw on IMDb, but not a lot. Her main thing is artwork. She's an artist. Is she? I mean, I hate to ask. I mean, it was thirty years ago, but still, she was bald. Was she? Was she just eccentric, or did, did, was she? Like, did she have cancer or anything? I mean, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I mean, I'm not sure if they should explain it, in Fraser, because you know, if she was sick, there's not that many yucks you can get out of it. But I, that kind of it didn't bother me. It kind of surprised me. It was, kind of, and I guess it's a good world where. You know, women can be have her hair shaved. It's not like, hey, why did your hair shaved? You know, it, it's a nice accepting world that we can do that without calling out people. Well, but I, it, it kind of took me off guard. I, I'm not sure why. I believe she was bald because I'm looking yeah. at IMDb and her trademark is her bald head. Oh, okay. Very cool. Well, it, it does make it distinctive. You know, it's easy to remind her. So, mm-hmm. I mean, remember her. So. Yeah. yeah, and I like the whole idea at the party at the beginning, you know, Frazier's sure that, um, you know, Dad's going to embarrass him, and obviously Frazier gets the true embarrassment. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, it's, it's funny that, uh, you know, Daphne and the father both are, like, commanding an audience with what they're talking about, which irritates Frazier. Yeah. With the, you know, Daphne being... You know, clairvoyant. Yes. <laughs> or she says, sigh. <laughs> um, and Marty pulling out those murder photos of a dead hooker. You know, just remember. <laughs> um, you know, Marty needs to not take literally what somebody says. Isn't that the worst thing you've ever seen? <laughs> and just let it go, Marty. <laughs> you know. Um, I, I think there were like little moments in this episode for different people um where they kind of shined um like Roz when she walked in with the pantyhose yeah <laughs> where she's pulling up her pantyhose any woman like say probably age currently age like 40 and older knows exactly what she's talking about in yeah and Frazier should know I mean he doesn't know yet in the in the series but Frazier Found out, finds out later that there is a camera in the elevator, and he's because he's suggesting that she fixed, she should have fixed her uh, nylons in the elevator. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, that is that those things are a problem. Um, yes. And then you have Eddie with eating the food off the table during the party, which is just completely absurd. You know, I mean, I don't, I've never had a dog, and I never will have a dog. <laughs> the dog, but I, so I don't know if that's something the dog would do around that many people, probably. But wow, I, 
I get made fun of because at the dinner table, our dog always plops under me, and which is kind of embarrassing because with two kids, you would think the youngest kid would leave more of the scraps. But yeah. <laughs> food drops off my plate, so I, I guess maybe it's uh, shame on me for my eating skills or whatever, but the dog's under my, my legs, so. Yeah, but I mean, this is a dog that's jumping onto a chair. Yes, yes. During a party, so. Um, that, that's a no-no in our house. I'll put that yeah, way, so. yeah, that would be bad. Um, the, <laughs> one of the, one of the moments that made me laugh a lot was um, when Martha Paxton first gets to Frazier's apartment and yes, if he could take her poncho and she says no and then she says she never takes it off and she said it helps me not have to shake hands and then Niles comes up and wants to shake her hands and shakes her poncho instead. Yeah. Which made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love the line where it just goes from one side to the other. You know, uh, it's a good trademark of Frazier where you know you say one thing and somebody comes and says completely the opposite thing. It, it just makes me laugh. There, there was a line off uh, the Falling Show that I was watching where you know Niles and Frazier get in an argument and Frazier's like, "I don't need your advice anymore. I don't need you anymore." And then two seconds later, he's like, oh, my car's in the shop. Can you take me for a ride or something? You know? <laughs> it just got funny because it happened like two seconds after. He's like, I don't need you anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, great writing. I, I enjoyed that part. So, All right. Um, I, yeah, I think the big part, and, and I don't know. I, I've said this a lot over the past couple weeks. There, there's like a theme about, you know, we're setting up these relationships. And these yeah. relationships have really deepened over the course of the show, they really get set up. And I kind of sense that with Niles. I think Niles did a great job of really calming Frazier down. There's the Frazier volcano which is exploding, you know, from you know, his dad kind of making fun of him to when he's talking to Niles and he wants to do all this crazy stuff. He wants to uh, you know, destroy the window and everything. Niles calms him down, but then Niles kind of does him a favor. By you know doing it and you know you can see Niles doing that and I don't know I I kind of took from that where I don't think Niles and Fraser were everyone really bad terms when the show started but to me it, it kind of gave me a sign of look that relationship is deepening by what Niles said for Fraser yeah um, you know and Fraser of course you know ruins the good the goodness of it by you know putting the seed of whatever the kid said to about Niles, but you know, that set him off. And of course, you know, the night he redeems himself again with uh, throwing the money in through the window. <laughs> you know, I have to say there's one thing that bugged me about that scene and it's ridiculous that it bugs me, but how did Frazier get down there? I'm not sure. Because he leaves in the car with Niles. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know where the place is, but Niles drove up to it, so it must not be right there. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's kind of like, what the heck? I wonder how hard that would be, because, you know, the more I read about how these shows are filmed, it's not like they go see one through ten or whatever. And yeah. sometimes they film out sequence even on the Episodes so like if they're filming season one, 
you know, maybe their spot was get film a scene from, uh, you know, 12. I'm wondering how easy it is to make those logical leaps. Like where the way a show's written, it raises questions like you asked saying, how could this happen? And maybe by filming at different times in different places and not in a row, those things happen. I, I wonder how hard, easy it is to let that stuff go if you don't catch it. It's almost like copying what we do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes you miss something. And I, I wonder if the, they often do that because those shows are filmed so off sequence. I don't know. Maybe it happens more than we think. Probably. It probably, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that like when you're watching, I always see like little mistakes and stuff and go back and watch them again and make sure I saw the real, that I actually saw a mistake. And, so, yeah. It, I don't know. It just struck me as odd because I'm like, why isn't he taking his own car? Yeah. Very different. All right. Well, whatever questions you have, I know you always come up with good questions from you know, like, the show. You know, it's funny. I was thinking right before we started, I don't really have that much. That many, I don't really have that many from this episode. I mean, it was pretty it, cut and dry. You know? Yeah. It was. Pre- it was. It was actually pretty. A pretty simple episode. The call at the beginning wasn't, you know, anything spectacular. Um. They, uh, the he was trying to get somebody to call, right? That's this episode, and he's yeah, yeah, you know, I would probably call too if that's what he was thinking. Um, the um, I mean, it was a it was just a it was like a giant lesson for Frazier, you know what I mean? The whole thing from dealing with you know. Martha Paxton to the um, the art dealer to Marty. <laughs> it was just all one giant lesson of you know you got to know what you're doing and you got to you know you got to be willing to you know understand that you might get ripped off. <laughs> well, in, in both Frasier and Seinfeld, they're comedies, but obviously they're they're written differently. It's a different tone. I don't know. I, I kind of like that. I mean, I like the craziness of Seinfeld, but, you know, we talked about Seinfeld in this um, podcast, and mm-hmm. sometimes when we're analyzing a Seinfeld podcast, geez, you know, it's hard to keep it in a half hour because you've got three or four, yeah. you know, things you're trying to draw. It's like a three-circuit. You're, you're trying to describe it afterwards. You're like, okay, this happened over here, and this happened over here, and this happened over here. I mean, this is simple. Hey, Frazier got screwed. He freaked out. The the kind of go between between him and dad, and uh, the go between him and dad at the end, and him and Niles, and that, you know, pretty cut and dry after that. I mean, there were some funny moments, you know, like yeah. um, I'm trying to think um, when they the one the one sub there was one subplot with um, <laughs> with Maris when she was sleeping on his bed because because she, she was upset, of course, and. Um, she lost an earring and they were looking for it. And, you know, Daphne said, you know, maybe she dropped it in the hall when people stampeded out the door. And Frazier, of course, was upset that she said stampeded, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, there was, of course, a moment where, you know, they, Frazier thought that the two were messing around in the bedroom because they came out and Daphne was straightening her shirt and, <laughs> you know, 
but I mean, anybody, Frazier should know better than anybody that she's just oblivious to my <laughs> denials. <laughs> um, it would have been interesting. What what would have happened if yeah, what if you wrote it in? Like, you know, hey, they fooled around one time. And, uh, you know, it doesn't mean they had to get together. Maybe it just, you know. I, I wonder how the show would have changed if they just would have rewrote, like, a part once or whatever. You know, it's, you know what's funny is, um, and I don't remember what actually happened, but uh, when they do finally admit to each other that they have feelings for each other, I don't remember like what the actual, I mean, I know she was having trouble with what's his name, her boyfriend that's called uh, Donnie. Donnie. Um, but I mean, it just and Niles had found somebody and suddenly they both just noticed each other, you know, and it just, I don't know. I, I think, um, I think it would, the show would have been like half as funny, you know, because I think the humor of this show, a lot of it relates to the fact that Niles is just so hapless, you know, <laughs> he's just so bad at having a crush. Do you, do you ever wonder sometimes? I didn't have, I kind of liked Mel. Maybe I'm maybe I'm silly here, but I was like, if I'm Niles, and if I'm just thinking of okay, Daphne, or maybe maybe I would went for Mel. I mean, with my personality, with what I'm interested and everything else. Have, have you ever thought that when, like, on these shows where a character's got to make the choice between one person or another, and you know, they make that choice, and obviously for Fraser, it made sense for Niles to end up with Daphne, but. Yeah, you kind of wonder what if they just say, "Hey, he ends up with Mel." Or I, I don't know. Did you ever watch the show Ed? That was a big show for me no. a while back. No, I never did. Yeah, it was. Um, oh, the woman from Modern Family, uh, who was oh, uh, I like her as actress a lot. I, I'm misplacing her name. The mom from <laughs> the mom from Modern Family, Julie. Bowen. Oh yeah, yep, Julie Bowen. Julie Bowen was on the show. Um, Ed played kind of a quirky, eccentric lawyer, and um, you, you know he was in love with Julie Bowen. So they moved back to a small town, um, and there was a a girl that came at the end who was trying to woo Ed away before Julie Bowen says, "Hey, he's a great guy. Let's start dating." And I actually, no matter how much I like Julie Bowen, I was hoping Ed went with the other person. So I, I think about these things sometimes. Like, what would happen if the Lead character goes for somebody else, you know. How would the show have changed? Hmm. <laughs> I guess it's just me. But <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I mean, right. I think it would have been like, I mean, going back to Seinfeld, you know, our power, our power hour. Um, it, I mean, with um, Jerry and Elaine, you know, I, I'm not sure I would have enjoyed that as much, you know. Yeah, it didn't seem to be that happy of a relationship, and yeah. it it felt weird. I mean, it was funny the one episode where they tried, um, you know, yeah. just hooking up just for fun or whatever. Yeah, it, it just didn't seem to be an enjoyable relationship. You know, yeah. I, I I don't want the the prequel. Like, you know, we always talk about what happens if Sample give a reboot. Well, 
uh, I don't know if I would like the Seinfeld prequel if they ever had like <laughs> the time where Jerry and Lane were dating. Maybe I should have explored that. But oh man, that would be bad. <laughs> I'm not sure that would be fun. Yeah. What did you see with Seinfeld? They had a show they tried on Fox, and it was oh, it was your guy, the comic you like a lot. Um, oh, Seth MacFarlane. Oh well, yeah, that's one you like, uh, John Mahoney. Oh, yeah. yeah, because Fox actually tried his show, and I I don't remember I can't remember if they call it John or Mahoney, but mm-hmm. it was it wasn't like directly a rip off of Seinfeld, but he had a young you know, woman who was a buddy of his, and he had a couple of centric characters. I'll have to find that someplace. I watched it once; it was interesting, but it was almost like, oh my goodness, they're really trying to rip off Seinfeld. It, it was very strange. That's the homework, Laura. We gotta find out on YouTube. We, we don't necessarily need to go through it, but I at least need to share it with you. I, I'm sure it's on somewhere. Sure. Yeah, they tested it. It didn't do that well. I think it lasted maybe a year or two, and that was it. Yeah, I'm sure. All right. Well, I am doing a. Um, I'm looking for Twitter. I'm not seeing any new Fraser updates, and you know we're taping this in August, and I don't know, Laura. Um, COVID's kind of got a little bit more scary over the past couple of days. So yeah. I'm hoping that all this stuff that we're looking forward to doesn't get pushed back for a year. But I don't know. It, it wasn't a good day <laughs> for COVID news. I'll put it that way. So yeah, oh, uh, ho- hopefully it rebounds. So. I don't see anything that came that came up for them. Maybe that should be the new ploy. Um, you know, they're always talking about ways to get more people vaccinated. Hey, you know, if you want Fraser, get vaccinated. How about that? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what the percentage of, is of Fraser fans are vaccinated against unvaccinated, but if there's a percent, I, I would imagine more Fraser fans are vaccinated, is my guess. But if there's a lot that aren't, you know, maybe we should play that up, you know? That could be yeah. that could be Paramount Plus's, um, you, know, you know, commercial or ad for getting vaccinated. I try not to get involved in vaccine discussions. So I'm just sitting here twiddling my thumbs. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's depressing. We talked about that during a meeting today. And I got depressed. So I had to watch some funny stuff to get me undepressed. So it was good. All right. Anything else going on? Um, I, I was a little confused this week. I watched The Crucible, but I also watched Call Me Irresponsible. And yeah. there's a lot more going on. I'm looking forward to talking about that next week. Yeah, should be good. Should be fun. A- anything else going on with Seinfeld? Uh, well, Fraser, or I guess Seinfeld, or anything else like that. Um, I didn't. No, I didn't see anything from either of them. Yeah, it, it was a quiet week, but that's good. The longer we get out from the shows, I'm almost afraid if news happens, if it's not the reboot, somebody dies. So I'm, yeah. especially on the Seinfeld front. So. I'm, I'm glad, let's be happy for quiet weeks. I, I, I'm good for that. So, all right. Well, hey, as always, Laura, thanks for checking out. We'll uh, talk about Call Me Irresponsible next week. And thanks for checking out the show. Um, you know, download it, share it with your friends. Um, you know, our network has a lot of other shows too uh, pop culture reviews, some Ohio news. So, check out the other stuff too. Check out our sponsors. Have a great day, everybody. Uh, And thanks for checking out um, the We Miss You Marty podcast. Have a good one.
Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.